Hello, hello. Uh, we are here for another fireside chat. Uh, I'm here, I'm Sandra Mancuz. I'm here with Mesh and Jose uh, from Cojurance. And uh, as always, uh, the idea for the fireside chat is just, uh, we have loads of conversations uh, after working hours. We talk about many different topics and we decided to start recording them. And we choose the topic just a few seconds start uh, before we, we start recording. And today, the, the topic that was chosen was delegating. And so how we delegate. So who would like to, to kick us off? Well, I can kick us off. So I think it's one thing that I found uh, extremely difficult to do. And I still find it very, very difficult. And it, there's always been a case of, uh, getting your hands dirty, if you want to do something done. You know that old adage, if you want it done right, do it yourself. Uh, I think there's a level of arrogance and lack of skill in delegation in that, right? And I still, we still talk about it, right? I've got to start working uh, on the business rather than for the business as well, especially in um, where we are, uh, the things that we need to do at a strategic level often we go right down towards the detail and then the strategic aspects start suffering because you need a lot of space and time for that as well. So I would say um, we, I'm definitely not talking about this subject as an expert, but I, I hope to learn a lot more through this discussion than to provide any deep insights, let's say. I don't think you're going to learn anything from me. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, I find it delegating extremely difficult uh, for the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, there is a bit of arrogance uh, in there. Uh, we led our careers in a way, we achieved things and all of a sudden uh, you are in charge of a team or an initiative or in our cases uh, here, uh, we are all in charge of a company and, and delegating some very important decisions that will have a, quite a, a big impact in, in a lot of things is not easy. We always feel that we can do things better mm -hmm. and choosing what to delegate is quite a difficult thing. Yeah. Yeah, I also struggle with it a bit um, because there is this, there's a few aspects to that, right? One is, you know, what do we understand as delegating? Because a lot of the time, me included some time ago, I, I felt delegating was, you know, a, a binary thing. You delegate, you forget about it, someone else takes care of it, or you're, you're on it. But there's actually a whole spectrum, right? Uh, there are many ways to go about that. And uh, what I find challenging is, is two things. One is choosing where in the spectrum I one I feel comfortable with and two the person is ready for <laughs> right like we're you know how much of that let's call it autonomy or, or you know complete delegation uh, do you want to do you want to have um, and then there's another aspect which is when things don't go well and let's say you have to jump in or you need to help, how to make sure that that is not seen as micromanagement or as, you know, disempowering or, you know, all of those things. Because then, you know, you sort of like get two problems. <laughs> no, you get the, the problem of things not being done, you know, to Sandra or whatever. And at the same time, you know, you're killing 
people's motivations and and that kind of stuff right so that's why i find it it's not so much finding what to delegate if i could you know, <laughs> I could <delegate> everything <laughs> right but uh but from that perspective is it's more about finding that balance or that trade-off i think that that i find more more challenging there yeah uh, i mean I, I i read uh this seven habits of highly effective people uh, a while back um about a year ago and at the end of the book there are questions and answers that are more recent and they said to him if you had to advise someone asked like what would be your one advice or you he's been managing his own company his own consultancy and what would be what would you tell yourself you know after all these experiences and he said well find the right people uh to do a lot of the things that need to happen in in my business and get out of their way right so the author of seven, uh, seven habits of highly effective people was also finding it difficult to delegate i think but i think there are two elements find the right people and get out of the way but there is more to it as well right there is the often you you kind of think well you you find the right person and sometimes you kind of even blame them you say well i'm going to tell you this needs to happen I've, you know and why don't you actually even even more than that why don't you as the suppose a delegatee understand exactly what needs to happen and then go ahead and make it happen right so we we kind of pass that responsibility on to them as well but some people can take that and move move forward with it others can't right so then how do you identify those so there's a bunch of questions here right how do you identify someone who will just find the their place as it were and the gaps and so on and start take their own initiative to actually start doing this and the ones that actually need a much clearer um kind of direction and then is direction enough that's another question do we have to create an environment as well and where does the whole kind of leadership and purpose and autonomy and all those things fit into that as well right and i there's a lot of questions i have around this and i think it'll be good to kind of start talking maybe about some aspects you, you should write the topics down so that we can <laughs> kind yeah, of go exactly, through them because exactly. it's all popping up in my head because all these questions are are in my head you know when i'm thinking about why am i doing so many things maybe that i shouldn't be doing and others that i should be doing you know yeah. i like the way that Jose uh talked about delegation is a spectrum it's not a binary thing and i think this is why we struggle uh at least this is i sometimes struggle with that is we feel that we are delegating everything like for example is is either or either i delegate or i don't but there is probably a combination of things first of all how much you delegate and and then uh as i mentioned and you mentioned uh, just now mesh as well is when you say by hiring the right people right people in which aspects because like different roles need a, a, a wide spectrum of skills right and, and and some people have some skills in certain areas and not in other areas so you want to delegate but is the person prepared uh does this person have the skills to do that job 
Uh, mm -hmm. And not only to do the job, because then it gets the, there are different uh, skills levels as well. One is what you said, Mesh. Oh, if I give the direction and assuming that the person has these skills, the person will be able to carry on that task or that responsibility. But it's way beyond than that, right? This is one spectrum of the delegation. The other delegation is like, I have this problem or the person says, look, I, 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 I know that you, you have problems in this area. I can take on those problems and resolve that for you. And that's a very different thing. And you were talking about the purpose and the mastery and also like dictating direction or not. I think that there are different types of people, different levels of uh, delegation. Some people can just say, hey, those are the issues that we have in this area. Can you look after that for me? Others just say, look, this is the direction. That's what we need to, to solve. Can you make sure that this thing here gets done? You are a bit more prescriptive. And sometimes you say, like, within the thing that needs to do, take those those the subset of those tasks and get this done. So and then you are preparing this person for, for a journey. And at some point, this person will know more, have more skills to take more and more responsibilities. But that is it's not as simple as I delegate what I don't. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, there, there is a, a so you know you can sometimes if you it depends on what level of granularity you go to in terms of the the atomic thing that you are delegating, right? If you go, you can get to a point where actually the it's more work just to kind of piecemeal feed this this kind of set of directions to somebody than to actually do it yourself so you have to come up a, a bit so the the further down you go the clearer the the directive gets right the the clearer you know what kind of skills that person needs for that particular task yeah and the clearer it is to say okay what kind of control i need to relinquish let's say for want of a better word to them for them to be able to perform that task so it gets much clearer but the problem is that it increases your work and it sometimes it might you might as well do it yourself so then finding that point where you know the control that you you can provide the purpose or the direction that you can provide uh, and the other thing was the skills, the evaluation, I guess, that you have in your mind that they'll be able to do this job. At what point do you actually stop? You know, at what level of granularity? And I think that's a very difficult part. And at some point, the whole idea of leadership kind of comes into to this, right? Um, I'm taking these three things from Turn the Ship Around, where he mentions that uh, as the three things to get right in order to lead well. And I guess leadership and delegation are in some ways very, very um, much, uh, uh, let's say, two sides of the same coin even, right? Yeah. Uh, again, uh, what I would, I would start by saying that it, the same way that you want something done uh, right, do it yourself. Yeah, there's the other side of if you want to go far, no, <laughs> go together. Uh, mm -hmm. If you want to go fast, you know, go alone. No, so it's it's a bit like that. No, it, it also depends on the context. And I and I feel like a lot of times the con we don't set the context right either, right? So let's say no, you you have to find the people, the right people to to be able to delegate to. Well, sometimes those people I don't know are new to the company, 
right? They don't have all the context. They don't have, even if they had the the skill set. Now, even if you already filtered to make sure that, you know, they're there. Um, and we can't expect someone completely new to the organization to suddenly, you know, just know what to do. They're going to require help, no? Uh, and also, if someone has been let's say used to or is coming from a context where you know they've been told you know what to do or that you know they i don't know maybe it's a very political environment or it's a very no where you kind of like you need to be treading safely not to step on anyone and so on they may be you know aware of that so they that that also adds up to the to the thing you know? so i think a lot of of the success comes from setting up that you know, right context so that people can succeed. And based on, you know, the level of skill and so on, we can then start deciding how much autonomy, if you want to call it, no, uh, you can provide on that delegation, which is, I think, what you were referring to also, Mash. No, the, the pillars for autonomy, you know, direction, skill, when those two are working together, <laughs> that's great. No, you can have a lot of autonomy. If it's not clear, then you know you always have something that is not going well. No, either uh, the, it's not it's clear where we have to go, but there's no skill to be able to deliver at that you know the level you need, or you have the skill but you're not clear about how to go about it or or where to go, and then it suffers anyway. No, and. I feel that's that's one of the areas that you know we don't necessarily pay a lot of attention because a lot of the times what we're looking to solve with the delegation is completely delegated. Right? Like I have this thing, I cannot take care of it. Like I'm I'm already trying to delegate at a point where the system is oh, maxed out. Let's oh, say overloaded. No? Exactly. <laughs> so anything else will just make it even worse, right? And mm -hmm. and that's also part of of the story, you know. And yeah, but but see, I, as I was thinking, quite a few things in here. I hope that I don't mud the waters too much because there are a few points as you were both talking. One is that we always talk about delegation from the the person delegating perspective. But for example, in order for me to delegate, uh, one thing I was thinking as you were talking is, are there different types of things that you delegate? So for example, there are things you mentioned, Jose, like we are overloaded. We have loads of work, right? And like could, in our case, in our company is more than a hundred people, right? We cannot do all the jobs. But there are certain words, certain jobs when you delegate that is like is almost I don't I don't have a good terminology for that, but like I was thinking like you are offloading work. So there is a piece of work that you do that you just want someone to carry on doing because you don't have the bandwidth to do anymore. That is one type of delegation. But there are different types of delegation. The other one that I was thinking of is uh, example, we as we were expanding our company. We wanted to create different areas of the business, right? So for example, marketing, or we changed how sales operate. We, we now have different functions. So some of those skills we don't have ourselves. So this was not work that we were doing before. And we also don't have the skills to do that either. But that work needs to be delegated by us to someone to do that. So, so th that delegation is very different from someone taking part of my work or 
hiring someone that doesn't have the skills that I have to actually do something for me that I don't even understand very, very well. But in both cases, this is another thing that when you talk about delegation, because being the person delegating, you remain responsible for those things or accountable even for those things, right? And, and I wonder if that changes how we feel about delegation, because one is a bit more straightforward because you know the work and you can relate to the skills needed while the other is a more of a risk because you don't even understand the skills needed. And, and it's also a bit of a humility kind of, you know, take that there's, there's a humbleness there around, you know, I can't I, do it. I need exactly. someone else's help to do it. Exactly. And, and uh, I, you, know, you know, you know, Sandro said, this is, so, so, everything is true except the, the last thing you said that it's easier to delegate if you know what you're doing. I find it easier to delegate when I don't know what I'm doing, right? Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Fair enough. There, there is, yeah. there is. So, for example, you know, we look at marketing, right? You know, we recently hired a a, a head of marketing. We, you know, we have kind of like opinions <laughs> about marketing, but we don't really know what we're doing in there, right? But finding having someone there who is looking after that is but we you know who's kind of telling us like these are the things that need to happen this is how it, it should happen those kind of things and we are then there to kind of more think about the impact of those more start thinking about you know pro providing the right space and and thinking about okay and the right investment and thinking about what kind of return that we should be expecting from that yeah and allowing them to experiment and you know certain experiment don't work but also making sure that they are not creating really um expensive experiments that they are moving through those experiments those feel feeling different aspects of what needs to be done uh but keeping an eye on the you know are we investing too much in is the cost of failure too big and that kind of stuff so giving them in that case we have given them plenty of space because we are not really going down too much into the house of things right so that i think that is easier uh than where we actually know what we 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 what we are doing and in those cases you you're going to dive into the details so quickly and and then suddenly in some cases people you know, you may disempower the person that you are trying to help, basically, and that, that causes problems of its own. Right. So I will add another aspect then, because I, I, I agree, point taken, because I agree with you, like delegating uh, when I don't have the skills myself uh, is easier when there are things that I know There's that only I... one thing to do. <laughs> right? like exactly. You, either, exactly. <laughs> you cannot do it yourself, it right? Or, so, or you got to do it yourself. No, it, 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 it's fair enough. Uh, so uh, it's point taken. Uh, but then there is another aspect uh, that I was thinking is the impact or the risks of what is being delegated to someone else. So, for example, uh, certain things that you delegate, even when they don't, are not done how you would have done them, or if they don't go so well, the risk in that thing not being done or not being done well is not too big. But other things, when they're delegated, for example, uh, Jose is a great example, right? Jose is heading co students to Spain. 
there is no bigger responsibility for us to delegate, right, in a way. So, and we have like, including Jose, he has his own team and stuff. So some of the people that we delegate to, they take very, very big responsibilities. They are making some significant decisions that will have an impact in our culture, in our image, in our financials. So, but there are other delegations that don't have the same kind of risk. So I think that the way that we relate to those things is also different, right? I, I yeah, I think it's a very uh, good point. Yeah. So doesn't that then say? Because I want to bring back the conversation to like what would then be the kind of skills of a delegator, and and the skills of a person being delegated to, right? So what are the things that we, you need to get right as a de delegator to, to do it effectively? And let's look at it from a, f first of all, from a high risk type, you know, the things where, as you said, where the th where actually the, you know, if you don't get it right, it could have a very significant impact on, on the business, let's say. So what would be the, so let's say, Jose, you know, we, what did we do, right, to feel comfortable that we can delegate the management of Corduno Spain to Jose? Well, in, in that case, it's funny because Jose is in a conversation, right? <laughs> but, but like, for example, though, though there are, uh, I was actually thinking about that. I was even talking to, to Viviani uh, and a friend of ours uh, over the weekend about company uh, structure and stuff. And there are certain positions that we end up delegating to people that we trust. So the trust is sometimes takes a, a, a precedence on the skills. It's not, of course, the skills is essential. You will not like hand a company or a department or a project of an important client to someone who doesn't have the competence to, to, to fulfill that, that, that uh, responsibility. But but the trust is really important for the things that are really dear to you, that you feel that are really risky, that will really impact you or the things that you care about. The trust aspect for me takes precedence. And so unless that you don't know anyone in that space that you can trust, then you go outside. But normally that's why uh, senior management or boards are formed by people that know each other uh, because the trust is probably more important when the risks are higher, in my view. Jose, do you, do you have some, I, I have a thing to add around trust, but uh, I'd like to give you a bit of space to talk. Yeah, on the, not on the trust aspect, I feel like uh, trust is also something that you build, no, because it, again, it's, it's bounded, no, like you, there are people that you know for a very long time and maybe you trust them to do something but not to do other things right so other things so i feel like that that aspect uh, definitely was sort of there but it, it still needed to be built and this is i remember at the beginning you know one of the conversations that i had with, with sandra is like listen we're we're trusting you we're giving you you know the benefit of the doubt but you need to show that. No, you need to show that that's that that's there. And then I remember another conversation. We're saying, um, 
okay, you know, it's like uh, mission accomplished. Now, so, so so from that point of view, it definitely helps now to to have already some sort of uh, relationship. It's a lot more difficult to to do something with someone you don't know or don't even have a, a connection with. No, um, but you know, there's this complement of also the you know having the competence not to to be able to do it. Um, there is another aspect that I feel is is quite intentional uh, and we did at the beginning which was setting clear expectations boundaries understanding uh, what were the things that you know were important what things were you know as, as we call it in coaching now like the ghosts of the you know things that maybe are not from this uh, relationship but you know they've happened in the past and they they are there now it's something that you don't want to repeat so being aware of that because you're coming in you know you may not be aware of those so setting let's say that context you no know, of of where the boundaries are what kind of things are important and being explicit about even how to go about you know resolving conflict and and that kind of stuff i think is essential again it's, it goes back to setting the the context right you now is yes you you have the right person but also you need to set them up for uh for success and i think that's something that from the beginning we we took care of, let's say, you know, mm -hmm. and there's an aspect as well about communication and feedback and so on, you know, and, and that constant communication, because you're going to make mistakes and you're going to, you know, like it's, it's like everything now we, we were always learning and we're always trying to do things better, but you need that feedback uh, in order to steer things and, and to mitigate risk, you know, so that things don't become more than what, you know, something that you can fix easily uh you know with a couple of conversations can then turn into something bigger because you didn't have those conversations no and, and i feel those three aspects in you know, setting the context uh the trust and uh and uh, the feedback are are essential when it comes to something like delegating a risky decision no because it's it's funny actually because i think we we're all almost coming up well probably it's already in many many different uh materials about delegation and so on but we are kind of coming up from basic principles like trust is almost as the the initial point where you know you're deciding to delegate and it's almost the thing that keeps you uh away from from getting too involved right to provide the autonomy because that's what it's about right i trust to provide the autonomy to the person that they'll be able to fulfill the thing right and then you talked about uh, providing the context and this is something that we we are trying to do more and more which is like we're working a lot on the strategy and trying to refine it and so on because strategy is the context in a way right it's almost creating a a framework for decisions to be made so that they are they're aligned without the delegatee always having to go back to the person delegating to say, okay, I have this decision to make. How do I make it? The strategy should make that clear, right? And then with it, we are trying to come up with the, the goals, the objectives, and and something that we need to do, still do better is the key results, right? It's because once you have those objectives and the key results, you can start then really thinking about feedback, right? Because otherwise, what do you give feedback on? You have to have some measurable or some visibility points. I don't know what you want to call it, right? Where you can 
get the feedback, understand where things are, uh, or rather understand where things are and then provide the feedback on whether you, from a delegator's point of view, it is being done according to those expectations, right? And I guess expectation setting is part of it, but expectations in my view is a bit too vague a term, I think, and kind of taking it down more towards objectives and key results maybe, uh, maybe a bit better. I was, yeah, so, so there is a context, but I was still now thinking about, about the, the other side. So when we delegate, I was talking about the two different types of delegation, right? So there is, uh, well, something that are more risky. So, well, probably there is even more now, now that I'm thinking. So there are things that are delegated because that person was hired to do that job, right? So you delegate because that is their job to do certain things. We, there was a decision that we are gonna structure the team, the company, the department or whatever in a specific way. And we will have different people doing certain things. So of course that the responsibility or certain responsibilities are delegated to someone because it's part of their job. They were hired to resolve some of those problems. So, but there is still like a degree of delegation. It's not that they're, as soon as they won, as they arrive, they bang, they're gonna, now do whatever they want in that space. There is a, a gradual uh, degree of delegation and sense of trust and stuff. But I was thinking on another uh, type of delegation from the delegate, is that a, a, way, a word, Dele delegatee, <laughs> or the person that is being delegated to? We oh, well, then let's make it up. Let's say delegatee is a word. <laughs> delegatee. <laughs> but I think it's actually called delegate. But you know, uh, it sounds okay. a bit awkward. Yeah, the dele is, is delegate it, is the delegatee. Yeah. Isn't delegate someone that attends a conference or uh, an event? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like, we're gonna, I'm gonna Let's use delegatee. Delegatee, delegate right? So the I love English that you can just make up work, words, right? So the the so there is a responsibility on the other side as well because everyone wants to be empowered. Everyone says, "Yeah, of course, uh, I want to have autonomy." In fact, everyone wants to have autonomy. But they also need to show that they deserve that autonomy because it's not only the, the person that someone needs to delegate. They should feel comfortable to delegate. And how do you make someone comfortable to delegate stuff to you? You show to the person that you want uh, to give you that responsibility. You want to make that person comfortable that you are capable uh, to, to get that responsibility, but then there are two sides. Exactly. So, so exactly, because you cannot just blame someone that is bad at delegating. Oh, my boss doesn't delegate stuff to me. Yeah, but like, what are you? What are? What am I doing to to show to my boss that uh, she can trust me to with that responsibility, right? So, so then that is an element of. I was thinking about that is the capability. That is one element. So do I have the capabilities or at least am I perceived to have the capabilities uh, or the skills so that uh, that person can delegate things for me? Because it's different, like me thinking that I have the skills and being perceived as someone that has the skills by the other person, right? That is, those are different things. Uh, then there is the type of personal relationship, mainly for critical uh, responsibilities because we know that that's a much uh, difficult thing to delegate when the impact is big. So uh, 
as you were saying, Jose, like when you delegate something that is quite risky or quite important, and we know that things are not going to go so well, where we are, we're going to, we would do things in different ways. We need to be comfortable to have difficult conversations. So choosing the person that you are delegating to, or you as a delegatee, you need to make sure that you have that behavior that you would be happy to have difficult conversations without creating a, a big problem. And then, uh, yeah, I think this is the aspect that, that, that uh, I wanted to say. So there is a personal relationship that is the, the having difficult conversations, uh, but you also, ah, remember commitment because there are certain people that I, I get along I know that they are capable but I may not feel that they are committed or they have that that strong work ethics this is also part of giving that impression for dedication because like if I'm not very committed and dedicated to certain things someone will be less likely to delegate important things to me I think it, actually the word that comes to my mind is attitude because when you were earlier when you were talking about skills skills is one thing skill is the ability to you know uh to to do the things that need to be done right it's ju it's just the ability right and when you start talking about commitment and the relationship even or even some trust aspect it, to me like if if we distill that to attitude is how how is does that person behave what is their attitude because they you know like commitment is is i think a, maybe a bit stronger word because what you're really looking for is someone to be effective at doing what that if you think they have the skill then you're thinking well they need to have the right attitude to be able to do that job right and when they take that on that you know that they will do everything in their power to get it done and to yeah. me, that kind of boils down towards an attitude type. Attitude thing. is a better word, Mesh. I was struggling to articulate what I wanted, but I, I agree with you. Attitude is the, the, the right word for what I was trying to describe. Yeah, and this is uh, where delegating is a very good tool for developing people as well, right? Like, <clears throat> if you have the right attitude, but maybe not the necessary necessarily the skills or the exposure to the context and so on i feel like that's a, a great way of uh, of doing that it will take time because if you're building someone up uh, it will require you know for them to gain the skill you can't expect it to happen immediately no unless they're you know kind of gifted in in, <laughs> in that regard no um but you also need to be very careful that not to set certain expectations that cannot be met or that, uh, let's say, go beyond the rate at which the person can improve. Yeah, just am I making sense there? It's like if you're delegating, you want to, if you're building up someone's skills through delegation, right? and there is a way to go it's not like they already have the skills right and it's just about getting a bit of exposure and experience uh you need to know that you're in for for a journey right and that at each stage of the journey people are gonna need different things right like they're gonna uh, at the beginning maybe they they need to be a bit uh anymore they're gonna need 
a bit more help or for you to be more prescriptive. And then from there on, you know, start, you know, setting certain things uh, for them to do whichever way they want and then maybe get some feedback on that. And, you know, eventually you can move all the way to the other side of the spectrum where people have already the skills, they have the direction and so on, and you can just, you know, relax on, on that uh, sense, no? And this is important because feedback here is a key aspect uh, of that, no? And good feedback, especially, is a key aspect of that because it's a person that is learning, is and so encouraging. Being in, uh, encouraging is also an important aspect. It's not just about what's not working well. It's you know feeding the the attitude. Otherwise, you can kill the attitude really quickly. No, um, and and that's that's really important. And and the other thing is how to because you still want certain results, right? So it goes back to picking the right level of risk, no, to for that delegation and so on. And and if the the expectations that say are that things will get done on a at a certain level. If for whatever reason you have to jump in, how do you make sure that that is not seen as the the complete opposite? Mm -hmm. Is what I was trying to say before. Mm -hmm. Not like that you're jumping in. Uh, we only have a couple of hours to do that presentation. It's not ready, and then suddenly you know you throw out the door. Uh, maybe everything that the person has has uh, gone through, and then you it suddenly is like then you know. What is this? No, and and it just goes against everything that you're trying to build, and it's really easy to do. Like especially if you know what, <laughs> so you you know what you're doing. Uh, it's very easy to to let yourself uh, go, no, and and just jump in. Try you're trying to help, and eh? because because in the end you're not doing this from oh I want to you know squash this person. Whatever you you're trying to get results, yeah. but. It is uh, getting the opposite. Uh, but, but then, then yeah. th this is what you were describing is is a different type of delegation because, like we talked about, I actually would like to go back. Like once this is recorded, I'll probably go back and list the different types of delegation that we mentioned in, in stuff because, like, uh, we talked about delegating uh, risky uh, uh, activities. We talked about when we delegate just to offload uh, work. We talked about delegating for things that we don't even know how to do. We talk about the risks of those things, but the delegation that you just mentioned now is different from everything we, we, we talked to. I don't, I don't have a name for that, but it's almost like strategically you are delegating to someone because the intention of the delegation is to build that person up. It starts to preparing the next layer uh, of, of people in your organization, the next layer of leaders and, and things like that. So you are deliberately choosing what to delegate to whom so that you help them to grow into certain positions and stuff. And, and then, of course, the expectation of the delegation is very, very different, right? So th this is for me what was very interesting when you were saying, like, there are different types of delegations and the expectation that we have is completely different as well, right? We'll be far there, more tolerant there, there to is, describe. There is an element of, of mentoring to it as well, right? It's like, you know, the, 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 in fact, I personally think if, if you had to look at a growing organization and an organization that really, um, the, uh, you know, the most important form of delegation, I would say, is this, which actually combines this mentoring aspect 
especially if you are trying to to you know almost you want to delegate to the point where you yourself become almost redundant right and if that's where you want to get to then what you are trying to to have is people that actually pro- show uh, the all the hallmarks of of being what doing what you do at or at least some aspects of it and and actually surpassing that right and there is a kind of a mentoring element to this isn't it is that you like they, they always they often say you know you hire for attitude and teeth the skill right you may not even be able to teeth the skill yourself but you are still mentoring in the sense that you're always providing them with that kind of stretch goal and for them to get there and you know and providing them with a safe environment and mentoring them in terms of how to you know fail fast fail early and how to experiment and how to kind of move forward providing value as you are learning and getting to, and for them to become the let's say the the you know to kind of have all the capability that they need to have to fulfill a particular uh, function that you want to delegate i would like to expand uh, on the attitude side because like we talked a lot about delegating what would make the person delegating more comfortable the different types of delegation but like as, as a person let's say if i think back uh following my career uh so I wanted more things, right? I wanted more responsibilities. Uh, we covered that in a, in a different uh, fireside chat on careers. But uh, what kind of attitude that we are talking about? So for example, what makes us, what attitude that we would, would make us want to delegate something to someone or make the person more, uh, how can I say, increase the chances of, of someone delegating stuff to you, right? So I, I would, per, personally, I, I mean, I think attitude is almost like a catch-all for, sometimes we call them soft skills. Uh, sometimes we call them communication and people skills and all, all these kind of stuff. But to me, attitude is related to, like this person doesn't have the, let's say the technical know-how i mean technical in the broader sense you know they don't have the maybe some of the the skills needed and so on but they have other skills that will make uh, a person that needs to perform that role effective some things are quite universal like being able to speak well being effective being focused you know managing your own time these kind of things are almost universal right and other things maybe more related to that job you know there might be facilitation aspects needed there might be kind of leadership aspects needed which you know and so i think it's more about these you know so-called softer skills that that you are looking for that you think would be absolutely necessary and we all know are very difficult to teach and some of the more technical or con- context specific skills that you think that you can pass on, right? So, so to me, when we say attitude, actually, what we're saying is, you know, they have these universal kind of soft skills um, that make make a person effective in in any role, really. I I second that, and I would say that 
it's also about showing certain behaviors um, like uh, being able to uh, face a challenge and not get discouraged or uh, you know showing courage, courage basically you know and and being able to say okay i don't know this but i can learn it right and i can and, and put in the effort into doing that instead of just you know seeing a blocker and just you know just so so for me that's very very important it it supersedes the skill aspect of it because the reality is for a lot of the stuff at least in, in well I would say in general, a lot of the stuff that we do both technically and not technically, you don't always have like one answer and this is the correct answer. It is it's not a math problem, right? Where you, there you go, this is the result and there you go. Um, there are many ways of doing things. A lot of those uh, involve trade-offs. A lot of those, you know, you may not, know enough information or may not have the knowledge about you know the technology or whatever right and being able to see the problem break it down and tackle each thing and you know just overcoming no uh, this this thing and adapting is essential for me uh, and that fills me with trust <laughs> and so on right even if things don't go well yeah I, I feel like in, in that case, you know, that's that's fine, right? Because again, we did everything we could and, and so on, right? Like there, there is this aspect, right? And showing those behaviors and those behaviors, you don't just show a, a one thing or, you know, writing code or whatever. Like this is something that you can show anytime when you're in a team, you know, taking a step forward and saying, hey, I'll, I'll take care of this. And, you know, I don't know how to do it, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna step in and, and try to, for me, that's a clear indicator of, of a really good attitude uh, and that makes me want to try it. Now try that delegation and try that uh, that aspect. Because as you were saying, no, that, that, that part I cannot uh, provide. I can provide the skill. No, I can provide the, you know, the development or the experience for, you know, continuum, but that is, is just, the person, no, and uh, it's really hard. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree with what you both said, but there is for me uh, a few other things as well, and, and this goes back to the kind of responsibility that is being delegated. So, the more critical those responsibilities are, the more is needed <laughs> from the person, the dele delegatee. <laughs> to build that trust, to get, to get that responsibility. So uh, although we, we, we used attitude as a word that was more encompassed, uh, that it was a, a better word for that part of the conversation, the commitment here now is, is probably more specific, more narrow, but it's exactly what I, what I want to say. That's very simple. When you are delegating something that is really, really important, there is everything else you said, but there's also an element of, we know that that person is committed. The outcome. Exactly. But, they but, own but it. Just, they... You do care about the outcome, and it's not yeah. just, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to fail or whatever, right? Yeah. Yes, I, I understand. Yeah. And they have that, that, like, for example, if they need to put extra effort, they will put an extra effort. They understand 
the kind of responsibility that now they hold. And they showed in numerous occasions, maybe with less responsibility in other areas, but they've been showing that uh, every time that they had a responsibility, they owned it. They had that sense of extreme ownership and said, so like, look, if I need you to, to go the extra mile, if I need you to do it, they, they can adjust their time. We are not, I'm not talking about, I don't want you to give the wrong impression that we are expecting people to work like 100 uh, hours per week. It's not what I'm saying. But they should know when it's important to like, you know what, I need to get this shit done. And like, this is my responsibility. I understand how important this is. I can compensate later on. I can manage my time later, but they have this very strong sense of ownership. And even when they get, they get sick and stuff, they have a phone call, they, they, they figure out a way, but, but they own it. Right. So there, there is a, totally there is a one side of commitment that is actually related to the to the delegate or delegate, right? It's it's um, that you know there is almost like a, it's it's a personality trait, but it's also a sense of professionalism that you know they they are here to do this job, they and people are relying on them and they need to do it, right? And people are relying on them is actually kind of segues into the other part which is actually in some ways the responsibility of the the person delegating to to create the environment where commitment will flourish right and this then goes back to purpose right it, we in there are in certain environments and certain conditions that commitment is easy so of course if somebody is not professional you know, everything else is moot, right? They need to have that. But even people who have a professional attitude could lack commitment if on the other end, that purpose is lacking, right? So so I think it's kind of a two-way thing, isn't it? We, as person who is delegating, they need to create that environment. But the person being delegated to need to have that sense of professionalism to kind of, to, to say, you know, the environment is is right for me and I need to do my part. In, in into for for that right so do you have any uh, good or bad experiences that you sort of like if i could do this again uh, i probably would do it very differently i'm going on me <laughs> thank, th thanks, Mesh, for, for putting me on spot like that and, and crossing your arms. Like, yeah, deal with that. <laughs> so it depends on, like, well, first of all, uh, we are still doing it, right? That's another thing. So we, we haven't, we're not done yet, right? So we are continuously doing that. Uh, and even now, the, the amount of delegation that, that we are making, and the type of delegation that we're making is just becoming worse. We are delegating more and more critical things as the company grows. Uh, I think that I now understand a little bit better what makes me comfortable to delegate and what doesn't uh, in terms of the attitude of people, uh, the risk involved, I don't think that I had that very clear before. I'm not saying that I do well or I have it clear today, but I certainly have clearer and a better understanding today than I had when we started almost eight years ago. Uh, for key positions today, I normally look for people that I normally 
have worked with, what I know. Uh, I like their work ethics. I like their commitment. Uh, I, I, I also analyze what kind of personal relationship can I have with this person, even when the person is not very close. But I select, this is a person that I can have a, a very open conversation. Can we sit down and really talk about shit, right? So as they are, because this is the kind of people that you need. We need that, that trust, that, that uh, how can I say? I need to be comfortable to have those conversations. So to delegate some critical things. And then of course the skills will come along. But so those are things that are clearer to me now. I think um, from my point of view, I wouldn't like to name names of positions, but there are many places we got delegation wrong as we move moved on, especially in areas where, you know, kind of almost areas that, we, you know, we knew what, what, what to do or we have had experience of that. And there have been many um, instances where we've we've gone down to the level where, where we've effectively disempowered the person, right? So, so there's, to answer your question, there have been many areas where I could go back and say, you know what, it would have been better if we just held off, but also if we trained the person or set the right expectations, ask them to kind of have had a much tighter feedback loop and be a bit more frank in our conversations in terms of what we are trying to achieve. Yeah, I think this often always has a problem. We've been very, not been great at setting clear um, uh, expectations, not been setting uh, and not setting clear goals, right? What those key results are and those kind of things. We've not been great at that. And when those things don't happen, we also do the British thing and beat around the bush a bit. But because those clear goals were not set in the beginning, it makes the conversation quite awkward as well, right? We had these ideas in mind, you had this idea in mind, but now I think you're not achieving that. So I'm kind of a feeling a bit awkward to tell you that or criticize that or kind of, and so, and it, it even feels like it, it's, you know, it, you, you're being unfair, right? So there are many, has been, and I think we are trying to do that a bit more where we are being a bit more um, clear in our expectations, in the strategy we wanna follow, in the things we wanna achieve. We've got a long way to go that, there. In terms of delegating well, I think I would just echo Sandro's. You know, where we have known people where, like yourself, for example, where we, we've, we've been kind of, it's almost like we've been with them and we, we have this very clear idea of their capabilities and their weak points and so on. And we know exactly where to let them, you know, to just forget about it and where to kind of handhold and to to even walk along them because we have been with them for so long before we have that pre-existing relationship in those cases things have worked better let's say although that's not always the case because now we're getting to the point where we've hired certain people in fact some people we've hired into the position that we were going to hire and they've done well in other cases we've had people come from the very, uh, you know, towards the bottom of the in the company in terms of the role that they're performing, going all the way into senior management because of the attitude and the the impact that they were having. That also is another way of establish they establish that trust, you know, in the way ways of working. And in those cases as well, I think we have delegated well. 
And in there is another one where we have, like for example, in our financial control type thing, where you know we we struggle to to delegate properly. But actually, th this is another kind of delegation which was actually staring us in the face because this is such a commoditized place in a way, and hiring just the right skill and qualification solved that problem because before we were being a bit we were too small organization and we were looking for like you know kind of a person who is a bit more generic and can do many different things and hiring someone a bit more specialized in that area that really need to happen this is you know that also worked really well it allowed us to you know step back because there's a lot of elements in there where you just want the right kind of things to happen but they were not happening because we just did not hire the right level of skill, which actually goes against quite a few of our concessions we were having. But we, in this case, there was a commoditized skill that we needed, a specialized skill, and putting that skill in that place actually allowed us to delegate more effectively. Can I just add, because like, as you were thinking, I was remembering more uh, cases. Uh, I know that you mentioned uh, the, the advice on the seven uh, habits of an effective leader or pe person, I forgot the name of the book, right? People, yeah, Seven Habits people. of Highly Effective People. I yeah. think it's the uh, author is called Stephen Covey. Yeah, it's in my sure read list, uh, I think. The, the, I'm not a believer, where it goes against that, that just hire, you know that, that, that we, we people say like, oh, hire a bunch of small, a bunch of smart people, put them together and things will happen. I'm not a believer of that. We made this mistake a few times. Uh, not at the senior management level, but a lot of in project uh, level uh, early in the early days, in the early years, right? So, for example, we would put some people that we felt, oh, you know, they are good professionals and stuff. We put them in a project, and they were each one pushing a completely different direction, and they were not able to just to to, to concentrate. So, what I learned, at least in a in a, in a project environment, uh, because those are the examples that are a bit fresher in my mind, certain projects that we had, they, they had structure. They had like some people doing engagement or more more than one team. And then there are people doing some specific things and another team doing something else. So there were different people in different positions, but it was not very clear who should do what. There was not a lot of guidance. So everyone was pushing in a direction. I think that when we delegate, we need also to provide the direction, but also establish boundaries. And, and this is also more related to what you were saying, the type of delegation that you were saying, Jose, is more a supervised delegation, right? So there is a job, like I work with a client that we need to do. There are different things that needs to be done. So you don't trust people to do whatever they want in that project. And we made this mistake many, many, many years ago and, 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 and more than once. So nowadays, for example, it led us to structure our projects better. So now we have more well-defined roles. And we also had, even in our larger uh, projects, uh, I remember we had conversations not uh, long ago, but in the, niche, the early days of the project, uh, like what are the different levels of responsibility? What are the different boundaries for autonomy? So for example, we had to have conversations with teams, team leads, uh, client leads and stuff and say, look, in these boundaries here, you have full autonomy. But if you want to do things that impact other things, here you need to ask authorization, right? So this is outsider boundary. There are some overlaps on those boundaries, but we had to have a structure. So this is a thing that I would do differently today is I, I'm not a believer, uh, put a bunch of smart people, people that we like, and things are gonna happen. I never, I didn't have very good experiences doing that. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. By the way, I think the advice from Stephen Covey probably is kind of uh, simplifies things, but I don't think he meant that you know just put a bunch of smart people together. More like people who can do something, and, and so and I, I don't think he was talking in context of teams as well in to some way. But yeah, I, I completely agree with it that you know you can't have uh, without coordinate, you can't have a bunch of talented people in the team but there are no sense of responsibility or roles or where one starts and the other ends. And also there are so many things that need to be done. Of course, the goal can be shared by the team, but there are many responsibilities, many things that happen within the context of that team. And even when the goal is shared, but people are not clear on who is doing what, it still is a shambles, right? And I totally agree that you know you need to create that almost a, a framework that where people can operate well within within the team knowing who's doing what that kind of thing so for me uh, I was as you were talking I was thinking back to some of the experiences that I had uh, that were not that great and there is a again a double-edged sword kind of thing with the uh, personal relationship aspect because uh, it may cloud your judgment into both, you know, the skill level for someone and also doing a proper assessment of, of you know, and, and providing the feedback and so on. And I've been, you know, bit by that in the past uh, where, uh, again, there was a good relationship and so on, but it didn't because of the of the personal relationship it was very hard to not be tainted by that when looking at the, the thing objectively right and you know it everything takes longer everything you know like until you get to that point where you would normally get with someone maybe you have a, a, a bit less of a history with or or something like that and i feel that's also an aspect now it it helps that collaboration, you know, the trust aspect and the, the relationship helps definitely, right? And makes it easier uh, in that regard, at least for the person delegating, you know? Uh, but then, again, the, some of those things may not be transferable to, to the professional side of things. And now you're mixing things, you no? Know, because the, the, how is that? Uh, going to affect maybe your personal relationship outside of work or you know that kind of stuff so uh, so I feel that's also an aspect to be careful uh, about you know that a relationship is you need to be or at least try to be objective or, or conscious of the bias that you may have or introduce uh, by doing that no and introduce baggage almost into you know yeah as, as well as well again as well yeah it's it's you bring everything in right like it's not like you you compartmentalize neatly you know this is work this is not and uh, and again i i like to have friends and so on that i would definitely work with but you know some people are great for you know going for a barbecue and having a few beers or, or uh, you know throwing a party and not so great for working with no or so it's it is part of the uh, mm. of the thing no you need to you need to also take that into account no 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny because this is almost like an internal joke here. Because uh, I, uh, I say like I would trust my parents and my wife with my own life and the life of my kids, but I would not trust them to run our business. Right. It's to me like <laughs> keeping them very safe. Like you trust people with your life, but like yeah, but there yeah, are other things exactly. that I wouldn't. Different, so you need to keep the trust, that, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Completely separate. And and, yeah. and but in the friendship, yeah, uh, I had a lot of cases like that. There are a lot of people that I like a lot. They are friends. They are in the same industry, uh, but it's better that we keep things separately and we mm. just meet on during barbecues and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we reached like uh, just over an hour. So maybe we should call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. I think good. So. Cool. Yeah. So, well, uh, for people watching as always, like, if you like this video, if you like the conversation, give it a thumbs up, register in the channel uh, and leave in the comments. If you want us to address a topic, the idea is exactly like that. It's to be unstructured. We pick a topic, we have a conversation about it. And yeah, so just, just leave a comment and I see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.